If you've been binging my free content here on this podcast or over on my YouTube channel, I want to take a quick second before I start this episode to thank you so much for being here. But the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on-demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre-launch checklist, your 34-page business plan template, your plug-and-play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your opening process. For a limited time right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, templates, and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 200 other owners, and so much more. The price for Play Cafe Academy will go up before 2022 is over. So lock in the current price and get all the exclusive bonuses, including a month inside Playmaker Society and getting a chance to work with me personally by heading to the show notes and choosing your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Playmakers, happy Monday. So I know it's the week after New Year's. And if you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan like me, you'll know that the wise Larry David once said, you can't say happy New Year's after January 7th. But even though it's January 9th, as this episode gets released, I wanted to put this episode out there to give you some inspiration if you are still in need of a business resolution for 2023. Now, in Playmaker Society, we've talked a lot about our words for the year. Basically, we're setting our intention for the year, and it's essentially supposed to ground us. So when we're feeling really overwhelmed with the day-to-day tasks of running our businesses, we simply come back to that one word that we set for the year and ask ourselves, is everything that I'm doing pushing me closer to this goal, to this word that I wanted to really live by this year. In the past, my words have been no. That was a year where I was really busy setting boundaries. I've used steady when my goal was all about consistency. I've used grow when I really wanted to take my business to the next level. And I've shared so many more. And I'm not sharing my word for this year quite yet here on this podcast because it's a little more personal than I've done in the past, but my Playmaker Society members already know it. And this episode is not about choosing a word of the year, but if it was, I want you to consider one for me or a couple. What if your word of the year could be do or create or implement? But before we get into that, I want you to ask yourself and be really honest, 
how much information do I consume? And by this, I mean how many masterclasses or webinars or courses have you invested time and money in this past year? How many blogs have you read or podcast episodes have you listened to? How many Instagram captions have you read and thought, wow, what a great point. I really need to save this so I can go back to it later. Or how many TikTok videos from gurus have you put in your saved folder yet never gone back and visited that content so you can actually put it to use? And while we're here, go ahead and check out your screen time on your phone. I promise no one else is looking. It's okay to check that really scary number. But how much time on TikTok and Instagram, or for me, sometimes Reddit, do you spend on every day? How often do you get stuck in scroll mode and really let yourself get sucked into consumption? And then finally, getting back to the whole masterclasses and tutorials and podcast episodes thing, the learning that you're doing, which is good, but the important question to stop and pause and ask yourself is, how much did I actually implement? And with this question, I mean, do you actually go back to all those strategies and ideas and posts you save and, like I said, put them into practice? And if you had to guess, what would your consumption versus implementation balance look like? Most people I work with are obsessed with growing their businesses and they love consuming content and I'm not safe here. I'm so guilty of this as well. And back in 2021, I really had to do this hard exercise for myself. And I noticed that my consumption versus implementation balance was way out of whack. Because often when I drill down and look a little deeper, whether it's in my own business or with the people I work with, my clients often admit that while they may pick up one or two things a month and actually make changes to move the needle in their business, about 80 or 90% of the information they consume falls to the wayside as soon as another shiny object or tip or masterclass or trick falls into their laps. Now, let me give you a little example, and it might resonate with you. When I work with the indoor playground owners in my Play Cafe Academy and Playmaker Society program, one of the biggest things I get up on my soapbox and preach about is that their businesses will not be sustainable if they focus on open play. And if you listen to this podcast or watch my YouTube channel, you've probably heard me say that a thousand times. But It's because I've seen firsthand time and time again how making this mistake can cause inconsistency and variability in revenue, exacerbating the already seasonal tendency of the indoor play industry. And you are not immune no matter where you live in the world, no matter what your climate is like. And inconsistency in revenue isn't just bad business. It's also the fastest way to burn out mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, for these owners. After all, if you're constantly scraping together the money to pay your bills, you're running your business from a place of fear and scarcity and not one of abundance. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Fear and scarcity do not foster creativity and innovation. 
If you're constantly worried about whether or not you'll get customers in your door every single day, that frantic, desperate energy will come across to your staff, in your social media posts, in your emails. And just like when you're courting someone to date them, desperation is not a good look and it will not attract your ideal partners or your ideal customers. What I suggest instead is putting as much focus as possible on memberships and birthday parties, what I call recurring and big ticket revenue streams, since they bring in more consistent and sustainable revenue. And I'm going to link to the podcast episodes and the YouTube videos that I have on this topic, because again, it's one of the things I talk about most because Sometimes you need to hear things several different times before it really clicks and before you really realize how badly you need to implement it to actually see results. So, however, when a Playmaker Society member, despite how often I talk about it, comes to me and is really struggling, which happens a lot, the first thing I always ask is, what are you currently focusing on in your business? And they'll usually say what they think I want to hear, and they'll say either memberships or parties. However, when I ask them to look back at how they spent their days, what their social media posts were about, where most of their labor costs and energy went, what the subject matter of their emails were, if they were even sending emails at all, what is most readily apparent on the homepage of their website, what really pops out at me when I first go to learn about their business? The answer is usually that all of these things are still heavily focused on open play or maybe even one-off events that honestly require so much time and planning that in the end, they barely have a profit to show for it. And that's because they're still operating their business with their backs against the wall frantic to make their daily minimum revenue requirement to survive. So even though they've added parties and memberships as revenue streams and they feel like they're implementing, right? They're checking off those boxes like, okay, parties, okay, memberships. They still have a long way to go in actually walking the walk and prioritizing those revenue streams. So as a takeaway for those that come to me struggling, this is where I have them start. I have them pay closer attention to where their energy and marketing efforts are going and make more and more progress in shifting that away from open play to the hardier revenue streams I mentioned. Like, for example, a lot of times when I go to an indoor playground's Instagram page, their bio will say something like, imaginative play space for children under six where we foster early childhood development in physical and emotional and mental and social wellness or something like that, something that's geared towards their overall mission, but that's still not telling me as a brand new customer what they actually focus on, right? It doesn't talk about parties, doesn't talk about classes, doesn't talk about memberships or anything like that. So at first glance, my biggest takeaway is that, yeah, they offer open play. And that's just one little teeny tiny example of how somebody might feel like they're doing exactly what they need to be doing. But when you look at your business as an outsider, it takes so many steps to realize what your actual focus is, where you want to be spending most of your time and energy. So after a couple months of this really head down detailed implementation practice, 
they start to feel that burden lifting from their shoulders because they have to do a lot more, or excuse me, a lot less work as an owner to educate their potential customers about their business. There's less steps involved. Their party calendar starts to become booked and they're seeing those membership direct deposits hit their account consistently every month simply by retaining their current members and keeping them happy. Another example is Renee from Mizanmi Play Cafe noticed that her memberships just weren't hitting with her customers the way that she wanted them to. So she took action. She implemented one of the strategies that we talk about all the time, and she not only simplified her memberships, so I think she had like 20 or something options before. She simplified it, I think, into three different membership offers, and she created a really simple graphic to not only help her customers understand which option might be right for them, but it also helps her staff more easily communicate the best options available to the people that they're speaking to day in and day out. And I really enjoyed watching this process of simplification for her. And she also changed some of the verbiage around how she's talking about her memberships. And I just know that she's going to see great results from this implementation that she's been doing. And again, when people start implementing these strategies, like actually implementing these in the day in and day outs of their business, I notice that owners now have more creative and time freedom to focus on other areas of their business, like adding new revenue streams or creating better systems because they're already booked for parties. They're already at maximum capacity for memberships or subscriptions. They no longer feel that desperation before their run is due And they're no longer operating from a place of fear and scarcity, but instead from a place of passion, which is likely their reason for starting this entire business in the first place. And again, these are just a couple examples. And honestly, I talk about this all the time on this podcast, but it's because it still rings true. So what other strategies or tips have you written down or saved or told yourself you'd implement then? continually push to the back burner. Whether these tips come from me or from elsewhere, they're doing you or your business no good staying in your head or on your notepad or in some future date in Asana or whatever task management software you use that you keep pushing back and back and back. Something that took me way longer than I'd like to admit in my business, like I said, is to realize that I consume constantly yet often don't implement. And if that's the truth, I'm not actually making any forward progress. And if you're multitasking or whatever the case may be, I want you to come back to me because this is the one takeaway I really want you to get from this episode. Sometimes I, and maybe you relate to this as well, sometimes I use learning as a procrastination tactic. I think, well, I can't implement that new thing just yet. I need to educate myself more, or I need to plan a bit better, or I need to polish it a little bit more, or whatever the case may be. So let me be the one to tell you that this is a trap. You will never get to the place where you want to be unless you start doing and creating rather than consuming. If you've gone back and looked at my first several YouTube videos, you already know they are not good. The quality is horrible. I'm very clearly reading from a script. And 
I just look super timid and unsure of myself. But I knew that YouTube would help me reach more people like you, prospective or current indoor playground owners. So even though I knew it would be messy, I just started anyway. And I would have never gotten to the place I am today had I not just started creating and trying and putting myself out there and stopped learning as a procrastination tactic. And I'm not sure if you've ever heard the concept of failing fast, but I love it. It basically speaks to the fact that if you have an idea, just give it a try and don't hold back. Don't spend months and months planning it because if it fails or just isn't as successful as you hoped it would be, you just wasted a few hours if you're failing fast as opposed to a few months. Just get what you want to out into the world and be agile and willing to make quick pivots and receptive to constructive criticism. That's the real key to success in this industry. It's implementing, it's pivoting, it's trying new things. Like Renee was doing with her memberships, right? She simplified it, she changed her verbiage, and she's putting new things out there when she realized that what she was doing isn't working. She just didn't sit back and said, well, I guess my area doesn't like memberships, or I guess my place isn't the norm, right? It's not meant for memberships. She knew that wasn't true, and she knew that if she just made a couple tweaks, she could make a huge impact on your business. So again, instead of asking yourself, what can I learn this year to better myself or my business? Again, this is the key takeaway. I want you to ask yourself, what have I learned already that I know I should be doing, but I'm not? Maybe it's creating an intentional welcome sequence for your email list. Maybe it's creating an evergreen list building Facebook ad. Maybe it's documenting systems in your business so you can delegate more to a team member to free up some of your time and energy. Or maybe it's launching that new revenue stream or birthday party add-on that you know will bring in more business and profit in the new year. So I want to challenge you. Before you consume any new content this year, make a list of those items you know you should be doing but haven't started yet and start there. And if you need some inspiration, that's exactly what this podcast is for. I created this podcast in this quick to the point format with no fluff, no interviews, no chatting, no conversations. And I created it with the specific action items at the end of every episode So you can get to the good stuff and simply implement what you learn each day so you can actually move the needle in your business and in your life. And if you're looking for something specific, for example, standard operating procedure help or inspiration, you can actually go to my podcast website, which I'll link in the show notes and search for the topic you're looking for information on. And my website will actually bring up every single podcast episode that is related to that specific topic. So there's no excuse anymore to not implement what you're learning here. Especially if the thought of looking at your phone screen time sends a wave of guilt through you because trust me, I've been there. And I'm not saying you can't scroll TikTok to unwind at the end of the day. What I'm saying is that we need to stop using learning as a procrastination tactic. It's never going to move your business forward until you put what you're learning to work. So your play of the day is simple, right? Because this is kind of a lofty year-long goal is to you know create and implement 
more than we consume. But today, right now, I want you to write down three things that you know you should be doing in your business. Again, things you've put into Asana or on your to-do list or in your notepad that you just haven't got to yet for whatever reason. Again, maybe you're telling yourself you need to plan more or you need to learn more or you need to polish it a bit more or test it a bit more or whatever excuse you're telling yourself in your mind. I know, I know that you have at least three things you know you should be doing by now. Maybe your peers are doing it or maybe you've heard me say it over and over. I want you to take those three things and I want you to just check them off your list, even if it's messy, even if it's not perfect, because done is always, always, always better than perfect. And something one of my favorite entrepreneurs once said is, beta now, better later, insinuating that it's okay to put out a test version or a first draft or a first iteration of something, i.e. beta, because you can always improve on it later. And we have to give ourselves enough grace as business owners to do that. Because again, if it doesn't work, you don't want to have wasted all that time making something perfect just for it not to work. So Again, your play of the day is to write down those three things that are hanging out on your to-do list that haven't made their way to the to-done list yet, and I want you to complete them before the end of January. No matter what you have to do, no matter what you have to get up, you're going to feel so amazing heading into February, I promise you. So do whatever you need to do. Ask your partner or spouse for help. Ask for help cleaning your house, order, take out, whatever you need to do. Just get those three things done. I promise you, it's going to give you the biggest burst of energy and motivation that you need to keep implementing, right? It becomes an addiction, but the good kind after a while. All right, let me know what you're going to be implementing. Tell me and tag me in our Playmaker Society group or send me a message on Instagram. I want to know what you're implementing and I want to hold you accountable. So again, send me a message, tag me in a post. I can't wait to see what you accomplished this this month. All right, have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Wednesday.